Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of the Weather Sheet Podcast, where Alana and myself will be discussing breaking down and freaking out over that very deadly combat of Critical Role Campaign 3, episode 18. This is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty rough combat. Pretty, pretty rough yeah. in the earlier parts, yeah. I would say, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Matt made a good point of saying how, like, it's one creature against a party of seven, so he had to yeah. make it, you know, a decent fight. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, that thing was scary. That thing did a lot. It, yeah, and especially because I, I never really thought to make a creature, like, a legendary creature just to, like, up its difficulty. Not necessarily it's, yeah. like, a named, you know, yellow health bard, you know, named creature. Um... <laughs> But I was like, oh, no, that's interesting. Just to give, to give a creature, like, legendary actions just so it has more mm. to do when it is yeah. a one versus seven, you know, situation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but that thing that thing kind of packed a, uh, a pretty nasty punch. Yeah. Pretty nasty. Like, it was doing, for some of the players, it was doing half their HP in one attack. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. these guys are only level five still. Like, they're... Yeah. they're as far as things go, level five is a great level, but your HP still isn't always the highest. So mm-hmm. if it's doing you know, 32, 34 points of damage in a turn, that's going to hit some of them pretty hard. Yeah, but and it's it's not even just the damage. It's the like crowd control that this creature was doing. You know, the, the vine whips of pulling people closer to it. Yeah. There was the... Uh, there was the incapacitating with the yeah, glowing fairy. fairy spirit, which is very mm. deadly. Um, I don't know if Matt has homebrewed incapacitate um, in his own way because I think he was auto critting when they were incapacitated. I yeah, no, I'm not sure. I mean, because hey, that was happening, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm all for you know more damage, more damage. Because uh, then you know it works both ways. Um, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. That makes this fight a whole lot more deadly if they're getting auto crit um, for being incapacitated. Yeah, that's um, I didn't I didn't even pick up on that. Maybe he was thinking of um, paralyzed because yeah. when you're paralyzed, mm-hmm. it's a critical hit. Uh, yeah, he might he might have been getting those mixed up, but I mean, I mean it also kind of makes sense to auto crit and incapacitated like you can't it does you can't, you can't do move anything. and you can't yeah. do anything yeah you're just standing there and you're in a daze you're not yeah. gonna react so makes, it kind of makes, makes sense. sense too there's not that there's really not much of a difference between paralyzed and incapacitated mm. um yeah so yeah i mean i'm all for it it just made it, it just made the fight more scary is all it really did oh yeah 100 percent 100 percent and then all the swallowings like the the creature was hungry and swallowing swallowing is is always a dangerous thing because one it takes someone out of the fight Mm -hmm. and then two they're just taking constant damage each round because they're inside the thing's stomach being digested slowly so like such cool because it yeah because it was a one versus seven or like it, it was an interesting fight even though it was a one versus seven, because one, it had legendary actions, the amount of crowd control it had, there was like layers. There were so many layers to this fight and so many things mm. to worry about. Um, yeah. So just, you know, props to Matt for making an interesting encounter when it is, mm. you know, the odds are stacked against this creature, if you will. 
spell. I'd love to see really a stat cool. block of this creature released. Um, yeah. Because I'm fairly certain it was homebrew. It wasn't mm. ticking any kind of boxes of anything that I've heard of before. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be cool if Matt released one, some more pictures of the mini, because the mini looked really yeah. cool. Um, and yeah. just, yeah, just like the actual stat block to see what they were up against. Or even just the name of it, what, what he had named it. Um, oh, yeah. Well, he might he might have said it in the show, but I didn't, I didn't pick up on that mm. if he did give this creature a name. But it's just really cool. It's like, you know, fighting a plant. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. Which, it's, yeah. It, is. it was almost um, plants versus zombies because, you know, they had Laudna. <laughs> in the oh, jeez. Um, oh, jeez. But, you know, while, while it was deadly and there were a lot of bad things going for the party, there was also a lot of good. Um, Imogen in particular had some pretty, pretty chunky uh, bits of damage coming out there yeah the twin spell on catapult uh was super cool super cool i don't know if that's actually possible but it was super cool nonetheless um <laughs> but then i the, don't i don't know enough about sorcerer's metamagic to like make a ruling on that neither without like reading it but i listen um, like i said before i'm all for more damage so damage is fun yeah, no. damage is cool it, it makes cool. people feel cool so more damage the better but then also a pretty nasty uh lightning bolt uh, later on, they did like 32. I, I I wrote it down so that the two catapults did 59 damage, and then the lightning bolt was 32. So that 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 alone was you know over 90 90 damage just from that's, just from Imogen. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit. Which is pretty some. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love I love the lightning bolt too because oh, the yeah. fairy the fairy aspect of the fight the fact that it was destroyed in that but then there was that moment where it looked like it was starting to regrow yeah that was a really cool mechanic they didn't get to in the fight because that happened right towards the end yeah um because i could imagine that would be an amazing moment if they destroy that early on they're like haha we're safe and then it's like yeah. oh it regrows like it's back um yeah. it would have just added an extra layer of control they needed to exert on that combat mm. to make it work um yeah no it was it was really cool um, but then, you know, not only was Imogen putting out some pretty big damage, but then Travis as well, as we soon realized that this thing was vulnerable to fire damage, which, you know, mm -hmm. makes sense. Makes sense. But then, you know, the <laughs> constant, you know, barrage of this multi-attack from his flaming mm. claws, which is really cool. So cool. As well. So cool. Like, aesthetically, thematically, that, that is really cool. So, also putting out some serious damage there, so. Mm. And then it was also, it was um, Fern's, Fern did her... The flame blade uh, was it i believe and no, then the flame blade and, and the scorching ray, ray where that you only hit once but it was yeah. still like 30 34 it, it 36 points damage because it was 20. a crit it was one yeah. ray that crit and it did 28 fire because yeah, she rolled 7 14 yeah. 28 yeah yeah oh that's 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 really good for like <laughs> i'm only hitting one out of four yeah. oh, my oh my gosh goodness. you probably could have gotten the the howdy doody doody if she hit all of them <laughs> um, um but Ash, uh, yeah, Ashton got messed up really quickly. Yeah, that was like almost instantly at the start of the fight. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote down um, Tal saying, "Oh no, it's fucking again, again." Yeah. Um, just like one of the best callbacks. Like, yeah. oh no, it's again. Yeah. Um, with a bit of Ashton flair to it. Oh, it's again. <laughs> yeah, just add, just add a, a couple of fucks in there, and then it's Ashton. It's flavored it's, for Ashton yeah. perfectly. Um, um, and it was a pretty good fight. Uh, not a yeah, whole lot, like, combat. narratively happened, um, which is why I tend to not be super into fights, because a lot of the time they're just, 
mm. there for like a fun battle, which is which is also you know well and good. Um, mm. But I'm more into like the narrative driven fights that have like a narrative impact on yeah. the party. And this one may actually have had a little a little a little crumb, a little a little smidge. Um, yeah. Where we had Laudna almost mm. dying, but then coming Sorry, back guys. from from the death saves. Um, and then Delilah's voice creeping in, saying that they still have work to do, and you can't die so just fucking, yet. So fucking. <laughs> what are they working towards? What is their plan? We haven't heard from her in a while, and so yeah. the fact that she—it's still like she is present. Um, she's still because from what we know, is Lorna's taking levels in sorcerer, right? She's upping her sorcerer stats. Is that right, or did she I take? She might have taken one in Warlock last time. I think it was Sorcerer. I think she's been going more Sorcerer. Right. So it's it's just weird that like she's got like well, it's not weird, but it makes sense. But just the fact that the connection is still there and she's still kind of pushing for her, it doesn't seem like it's a mutually beneficial relationship no. yet. <laughs> and you know, we've got canon meta knowledge of Delilah so it right. kind of clouds our judgment a little bit of mm -hmm. what the fuck's going on with that um yeah it's concerning it's a bit of a concern uh, on the slight side but it's it's it seems like Delilah has these this like grand plan for Laudna and maybe you know other people as well but mm. do you think Laudna knows like what I don't because oh, she's what? she's not an evil character she's not an evil creature so i imagine if she knew if delilah had plans they're going to be evil plans let's be real delilah's not opening an orphanage True. anytime soon yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I feel like she's going to be if she would know delilah's plans she would recognize that they're likely evil plans so i think laudner is definitely more of just a puppet um you know which is like kind of could be ironic because she's got her own little pate and like mm -hmm. Delilah's off Lorna holding the strings. Oh. Um, I have a terrifying thought that like, you know, she's preparing Lorna as like a vessel for her return and she's gonna, you know, take over Lorna's body and mm -hmm. use it as her new body. Yeah. Which is not a comforting thought at all. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Um yeah. But then we have to wonder, like if Delilah does have like this grand plan and we've kind of talked about this before, do we mm. think that Delilah is in charge of these like shadow assassins that attack Zephyr? Yeah. Like how far is her reach? Like how mm. much of her is still alive? Like is she, she alive is she alive in Laudna or is she dead. alive somewhere else and she's just whispering into her ear, like if you will. Like we don't really know. Our understanding was that she died. Like, she was yeah. dead, dead. She died, she came back through a clone, and then she was dead, dead. We don't know if she still had another clone. She very well could have. We don't know if she was doing any kind of her own methods to reach Lichdom. Like, she could, yeah. she could be, a, like, a Lich herself. We don't... I mean, as people in chat are saying, we don't know if it is actually Delilah. This could be Vecna yeah. in the guise of mm -hmm. Delilah. It could be literally anyone actually in the guise of delilah we know that Lorna's from whitestone it could just be another powerful entity taking on a recognizable form to Lorna to yeah. kind of convince her of this but it, it seems like it feels like it's probably more delilah but these like mm. there's so many we, we don't know we just don't know um but, but i could see it like i could see it being vecna 
because we've we've been talking a lot about like a second calamity happening and mm -hmm. Vecna is very Bring much a betrayer god if you will um mm. so I could see him wanting to like begin you know trying to extend his influence back into this plane like you know preparing for the second calamity or helping it along its way as much as he can yeah um so I don't Vecna, know Vecna gives me such um Jafar at the end of Aladdin vibes yeah. of like aha I have the power of the gods yeah. wait what's happening yeah. <laughs> being trapped behind the divine gate, the divine gate yeah <laughs> yeah um which is terrifying because Return of Jafar is like he's oh, bad yeah. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's gonna be Critical Role Campaign Three, Return of Vecna. Oh um. god. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, and like I was saying before, like this could be the campaign to end all campaigns where they have the ultimate crossover, the Mighty Nine come back in, the Vox Machina come god. back in. <laughs> the Darrington uh, Brigade. Stop Vecna. Stop Vecna once and for all. Yeah, we got yeah Darrington Brigade. We got all those clowns, the EXU folks. Everyone's coming together. Avengers style. It's a party, and you're invited. Yeah. That's what, that's um, what I'm here for. But all, all of those theories just stem from the fact that Delilah <laughs> is connected to Laudna somehow. <sighs> Lordy do. Lordy do. You know? Uh, yeah. La Concerning. Laudy do. Laudy do. Fuck. <laughs> but the positive from this is the fact that Laudna was able to come back with one HP. Yes, and yes. Still have that that that's, is that's that's, that's where we where we were going with that. Laudna survived. Yeah. So we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. We got there eventually. Um, yeah. But I like how I I still love the Whitestone Andy inside joke that keeps getting brought up. <laughs> um, but then <laughs> Sam Sam doing the Whitestone Andy impression, being like, "Hey, Delilah brought me back too." Um, <laughs> I then, missed that. That's yeah, great. Yeah. He was like, "Delilah brought me back too," and then. Um, <laughs> uh laura or someone was like um i wonder where whitestone andy was like when all of this happened and then liam was like oh he was just one rope over oh, on the on the sun train. i missed that that's what it was just one rope over that's fucked <laughs> oh my god yeah Resident whitestone andy is yeah. wonderful yeah. I, I, you know what? And I trust Matt Merth Mercer to do something with that eventually. Like, if this party ever makes it to Whitestone, yeah, there's like going to be, old... like, some, yeah, some acknowledgement of Whitestone Andy somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm here for hilarious. it. I'm here for it. Uh, but yeah, eventually they were able to kill this thing. I believe FCG got the how do you want to do this mm -hmm. on the creature, yep. slicing it up real good. Ooh. We also got from FCG. We got. We, we might have already said this. I know we talked about it before the podcast, but the bonded blessing. Oh yes. Feature. Yes. Um, very very. Which cool. is cool. It's almost like a little bit of like bardic inspiration, but yeah. They, they didn't fully go into the details of it. I, my understanding was that it was a D six, uh, roll to any like action attack saving throw, but it was like once one time use, or was it was the implication that it was for I the whole combat. Because I, I feel like he said it last, but then it wasn't like um, I think it was Imogen didn't use it uh -huh. like after that. So I'm not sure. I need to. I mean, um, you know what? Let's check curl stats. They might have it. Yeah, they might have written it down. I really like the idea of bonded blessing and the fact that Thank like you. Sam asked like, "How do I feel about Imogen?" And Ooh, then that oh, was yeah. like, "This is how you like a trusted companion." So I'm guessing there's like tears to Ooh, the bonded blessing, where cool. like you have to yeah. like. Which is really cool because then it means like 
you gain in a, a, like a mechanical advantage through RP. Like through RP, yeah, someone one of your nice. spells becomes more powerful, which is really, nice. really cool. I really like that idea of mixing like mechanics with role playing. Um, hmm. I'm super excited with that, and I can't. Is the empathy is the empathy domain out? Is it released? Was it released no. with the? Oh man. No. Oh, I can't wait for when it is. We'll probably get like a like a explorer's guide to Marquette eventually. <laughs> um, okay, in like ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can imagine that we'll get fundamental chaos in there, um, mm. the empathy domain, and whatever fun stuff is going mm. on. Maybe if like Imogen stuff is a bit more homebrewed, we'll get stuff there. Same with Laudna mm. and all that. So definitely excited. It's gonna going to be good. Anything from crit roll stats? No, they just say that um, because they talk to their friends, they give a bonded blessing to her, which is a D6 inspiration die. It doesn't say anything more about ah. like, what it does. Gotcha. gotcha. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately for that, but fortunately for us, Ooh. while we're on the topic of, of Laudna and Delilah, let's oh, look at some fan art. Look at some fan art. Uh, a bit early, but it's this. a bit... Uh, <laughs> A bit early for fan art, but it's it's topical. Um, yeah. Starting with uh, Alana's pick for this oh. week's fan art, we have this wonderful art by at Mad Artsy Works on Twitter. You know, this is fresh too. This only came out like two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. We got Delilah and Laudna, the green glowing eyes. Laudna coming back. Delilah bringing her back, unable to escape her grasp. Oh man, Ugh. the sun tree behind. I oh, loved her like the description of like how you know her eyes glow green and she shifts into a form of dread as she hears this. Like it's almost uh -huh. like it was a um uh what's that what's the term like uh unconscious kind of uh reaction to like coming back yeah. to life. It was just mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to do this. I need to survive this way. Um, it's very 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 cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So gorgeous art, love the greens, very dark imagery, very, very good. Um, but I have a, a bit of a more, maybe bittersweet. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, wait, I, I, I feel like I can guess which one you had. I saw some art and I was like, Nika's going to pick this one. <laughs> at just, just Hastina on, on Twitter, we have uh, this oh, wonderful, is wonderful Laudna art. Whitestone, Whitestone Laudna. Art. I saw that. Absolutely beautiful. You know, I saw that art. I was like, that's that's incredible. That's beautiful. Lawn looks like stunning and you can yeah. see the resemblance. And it wasn't until like later in the day I saw it on Instagram again and I noticed the Vex behind yeah, her. Behind. Like I didn't yeah. even notice it the first time. Oh yeah. That's wild. It's so yeah. good. Oh. It's not yeah. the one I thought you were gonna pick though. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just wonderful art um and it just you know harkens back to how tragic laudna's story is um with whitestone and all that i just oh i'll never so forget good. the reveal that reveal was just insane and just re-watching it again just seeing like the reaction of the cast as she's saying it is uh is yeah so awesome so awesome but there we have it uh two more beautiful pieces of artwork curated are all created by uh you wonderful you wonderful folks in in the community so 
you do keep doing what y'all do. It's awesome. So um, good. But then back to the episode. They eventually move on the next morning, uh, heading to the Hartmore Hamlet. And mm. along the way, they encounter a curious other group of, mm. of, of travelers. Um, I didn't get all of their names, but there was the, the Dragonborn, the Furbolg, Hutchins. a Goblin, a uh, Tabaxi? There's tabaxi. A tabaxi? Yeah, yeah. It was like a Sphinx yeah, tabaxi. Yeah, like a Sphinx cat. Um, I think there's one more. All right, we've got a human. Ah, yes, the, yes. The Dragonborn, a Katari, which is the tabaxi, essentially. Furbolg and goblin, male goblin. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's such a, such, like, you, you imagine the, the Bell's Hells walking through the wilderness yeah. and people looking at it and they're like, wow, that's, that's like, that's an adventuring party right there. That's a mm -hmm. group of main characters. Oh, yeah. um, this, this group has the similar kind of vibe. It's like, oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a group of main characters right there. Like, and uh, we were we were kind of talking about this before the podcast, and then uh, the cast were also probably theorizing that this group they encountered is probably the group that was hired by the other compatriot to Gianna to also infiltrate uh, mm. Yvonne's Hytroga's uh, manor. Mm. So it seems like they could be butting heads, butting heads a bit. But I like how Matt puts in these other adventuring parties because again in the uh, in campaign two, we had the stubborn stock with uh, Darrow yeah. at the head of that. We got to see them in action a little bit. <laughs> I wish we got to see more of them because it was really cool seeing them like progress through the story and stuff. Mm. Um, so maybe that'll be a similar thing here where they have like this, you know, budding Ooh, rivalry running. between these two groups. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, I like it. Um, but they're cool. Yeah. And I liked the, just the attitude of them. They were very like, you know, what you'd expect a group traveling on a dangerous yeah. road to be like, they're yeah. friendly, but cautious. <laughs> And you had yeah. a CG coming up, like, just loudly <laughs> starting to cast Yeah. And I've been <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've been, like, I'm so untrustworthy right now, in particular, with, like, coming across different adventuring parties, because I've been watching a lot of, like, Game of Thrones recently. Oh, right. And just, like, how everyone yeah. is just so sketchy. Like, everyone's out to, like, get you at, like, you can't trust anyone. Yeah. So, like, when they encountered this party, I was like, okay. Oh God! Who's gonna draw? Who's gonna draw their weapons first? Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> what's gonna happen? But yeah, it was fine. And the fur I, I love the furbolg, the voice. Oh, the voice the furbolg was so yeah, good. Yeah, it's like Matt's furbolg voice because yeah. it sounded a lot like Puma as well. Yeah, I was like, ah, <laughs> it was so sweet. Yeah. Um, her and Fern trying to tack a horse together. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Fern just like I've never put a saddle on a horse in my yeah. life. Like, oh, no, that's but it's, but it's so sweet because she, she wanted to help anyways. So yeah. just, oh my God. Fern, Fern is just such a gem. Such a gem. Um, I see chat is shouting at us because we didn't talk about Blue Imogen as well. Uh, yes, I kept meaning to bring that up because I kept seeing them <laughs> mention it. But yes, Imogen is blue. And I looked it up and it can only be removed from a remove curse. <laughs> yes. So it's a... Uh... It's tricky. So, so either they'll forget that she's blue or... <laughs> so I, think that's likely. <laughs> I think that's likely. I think it's going to yeah. be three episodes down the way and they'll be like, wait, am I still blue? And like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, are. You're, yep, still blue. Um, um, so... I think it's... I feel like Matt, if they actively push for it, Matt's going to help them along trying to figure out yeah. what the problem is. Like, they'll be able to do some kind of check that determines mm -hmm. 
what they need to remove it, and then and FCG think, has FCG yeah. has access yeah. to it, so it should it should be it fine. Just, it's not a permanent. Once, yeah, problem. once they figure it out, it'll just take a day for FCG to pick that spell in the morning. And I, then, I did like that FCG was suggesting taking lesser restoration to fix yeah. it, which wouldn't. <laughs> so. Yeah. I've yep. done that before. I can't remember what it was, but there was a scenario in KBM2 where they tried lesser restoration on something that required greater restoration. They're like, oh God, it doesn't work. Like, this, uh, we're stuck like yeah. this. Um, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it might take them some time, but, you know, it's probably not permanent. No, uh, probably not. It's fun, though. Yeah, I of think, things, I think like, if the party does forget, Matt will have, like, some kind of an instance where, like, an NPC they're talking to is, like, are you are you okay? Are you like, are you ill? You look a little, look a little blue there. Um, yeah. But um, nah, I, it's pretty good. I mean, of, of all the things to happen as well on Wild Magic, that's yeah. probably one of the table ones. Yeah, so not, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. You just need a. You're just gonna be a little could bit be, blue for a while. Could, could um, be worse. Oh yeah. The fun thing, though, is it probably will encourage her to continue using it if it was the type of thing where it's like you know the fireball on yourself. Yeah. Um, that might be like, a, oh, well, maybe I won't use this feature again, like, straight away. Uh -huh. But this is like, yeah, let's do it. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I love how, like, as, as soon as as soon as she turned blue, I remember Twitch chat was spamming Jester as she was turning into Jester again. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it's hilarious. It's wild. And, of course, that it happened to, obviously, Imogen, which is played by Laura, and Laura played Jester, so just... Hmm. A little silly, Sorry. a little silly. Um, <laughs> but then you know the these two parties, you know, agreed to kind of just move in tandem as they move towards the Hartmore Hamlet, um, and then they eventually arrived. We have we are finally finally here at the Hartmore Hamlet, where it seems like so yes. many different like storylines are coming together. Um, at least three. Yeah, and it's a pretty interesting interesting town. Um, now, when I first imagined Hartmore Hamlet, I thought it was just going to be like a like a small like maybe a dozen or two houses, like, like a Hamlet, <laughs> with like 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 a very you know uh, rundown place. I didn't know it was like mm. a full full on city. Of, I was picturing you know, like a couple thousand people, kind of kind of like yeah, like a, a small village, but like yeah, with amenities, I guess, because it yeah. seems like it's just one of the major stops in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's nice. So. It seems nice. Yeah, it's not too bad. And we have a um, an adorable Friendly. tavern keeper, um, oh, Dobby. Dobby, Dobby Kingsman, oh. Uh, oh. very, 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 very sweet NPC. Um, the big old, I love like the big old bushy, bushy beard, and like how Matt revealed that he was a, a halfling or a gnome. Yeah. I can't remember which one he said. I think they're a halfling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. But the total end up being like the big bad evil. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, ah, you fools! It was I all yeah. along, Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> Dobby Kingsman, you should have yeah. suspected me. Uh, <laughs> but I love how, like, I just love how Talison plays Ashton so much. Um, mm. How like Dobby was kind of like, he wasn't downplaying anything with what he was saying. Um, mm. And Ashton was like, "No, this is exactly why we're asking you these things. Please tell us exactly what." what to expect in this town yeah um it's just it's just so like ashton's like no bullshit attitude is just it's just so great mm. it's so great and and he's uh ashton's like equally as forthright too yeah um yeah. i feel like obviously they're, they're holding things back their whole personal information back but they're also very like 
like, oh no, I can, I can respect that you've given us something. I'm going to treat you with the same respect. Um, they're not, I see a lot of kind of, um, misdirected, uh, frustration at Ashton. I think a lot of people think that they are kind of quite, uh, brash which they are uh, yeah. but also like I, I see a lot of people sometimes uh say like you know they're just kind of loud obnoxious that kind of you know yeah uh, ed- too edgy sort of thing but i think with ashen they are very noble i guess mm. is the word i want to try because yeah. they they show respect when respect's given to them um and yeah they're loud and they swear but <laughs> i i kind of appreciate that about the character of like you know they you, I feel like you could take Ashton for their word, even though they will probably yeah. say, like, you know, don't trust me. But Ashton is like, you know, yeah, the, take them for their word. Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty trustworthy. And, I mean, they've said on so many occasions that they're not a good liar. So you wouldn't really yeah, have to worry just, about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I really like Ashton as yeah. a character. Yeah. I love, I love seeing them interact with, with all these new NPCs. And we did get introduced to, introduced to some pretty interesting NPCs, including one Ivan Hytroga as they yeah. took a pit stop on their way to Estani to check out the uh, Twilight uh, something museum, manor? Twilight Mirror Manor? The Twilight Mirror Museum, Hytroga Emporium and Estate. Yep. Uh-huh. The whole, the whole package in there. And uh, I think we have met one of the most, if not the most, ostentatious NPCs um, so far. Definitely in like top five across all campaigns. Uh, I got like I got like a mix of uh, I don't know like Gary Oldman Dracula, like the outfit <laughs> mixed yep. with like the flamboyancy and theatrics of Count Olaf, like Jim Carrey's Count Olaf. Oh, okay, like yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. I'm yep. here I've arrived, yep. kind of throwing yep. over the vest. But yep. then with like you know that kind of typical Matt Mercer flamboyant uh-huh. eccentric yeah. NPC, um, yeah, you know, the, type, the type of NPC we're like, wow, they're they're a lot. Oh um, yeah, and I don't trust them. <laughs> this, 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 we got a strong personality right here. Uh, yeah, but like You're very type A. Yeah, yes, and I can I can understand why uh, Gianna probably doesn't like a. Uh, like them too much. <laughs> That's it. That's very like yeah. butting head personalities. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But I mean, I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like them. I kind of yeah. like them. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I don't, I don't trust you, but damn it, if I don't yeah, like you. Exactly. Exactly. I t- like, I I just love that. Just like self confidence. You know. You know. Outward personality of just like, you know, like I. I know who I am, you know, I know what I'm, what I'm capable yeah. of, like, I know, I know my place, and, you know, it's above you, it's, and that's just how it is. <laughs> very much, we said it a lot when it was, um, uh, Gaff, was it Gaffris? Gav, Gavin? <laughs> what is that, Gavin, but I think it's Gaffris, that gnome voice of the, um, uh, Shonday Corum from, like, way back. Oh, when. yeah, 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 yeah. Similar kind of personality of, like, just, yeah. like, very kind of eccentric, uh, very confident, uh, and as you say, yeah, knows the place and it's above you. That's like a great line. Yeah, um, yeah I love Matt playing these characters because he kind of just goes full ham with it. Yeah. Uh, he really embodies them too. So his physicality is it. And I saw yeah. um, someone in chat. Oh, Candidate said like got Ardigan vibes, and uh-huh. it is similar to that. When Matt was playing Ardigan, 
it was that very like he he embodies the character so well so yeah. seeing this character again like with the flamboyancy and the kind of mm-hmm. over the top language and kind of flirtatious yeah. conversation it's, it's very very theatrical he's, he's always playing oh, on the show it's... yeah um and even seeing that drop a little bit when yeah. they realize that they're not paying customers mm-hmm. um getting down to business uh oh, oh vincent price is such a good um comparison to may felice yeah so oh, good. Who's Vincent, who's Vincent Price? Oh, Vincent Price was like this uh, old school actor. You would have seen... Vincent Price was in... Um, oh, I see. Like a ton of movies. I see, yeah. You would probably know them from like Edward Scissorhands and... Yep. A lot of those kind of old... Old kind of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see. Great, great comparison. Yeah. I feel like the Bell Cells could fall for him. <laughs> I can see that. Um, I have, Fern's got another, another one to... You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, just fun, fun character. But again, it's very much just like, ooh, I don't trust you. Like, exactly. is this going yeah. to be the type of person who sets up a heist and then is going to call the police when, like, the heist is successful? Like, right, yeah, like, it, it's, so, it's so interesting because in, like, previous campaigns when there's been a heist, obviously it's been very illegal, but it's, it's cool this that this one is now, heist. it's planned. Like, hmm. Yvonne wants this to happen. And so I can't hmm. wait for then, for it to happen, but then the fact that they are working against another party. So I can already see like how that's kind of like going to work where like I'm assuming it's going to be a bunch of like skill checks and skill challenges to try to like break in and figure out what to do. But then also maybe using your skills to interfere with the other group that are also trying to break mm. in. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a very, very interesting competition. I, and I, I, I hope that it like takes a whole episode because I would love like yeah. a whole episode of just the heist. And I'm hoping it doesn't kind of just devolve into like, you know, you get in the front door and there's the other party initiate combat. Like I'm hoping there's more kind of mechanics to how this heist is going to work. Even if it's kind of like, you know, they end up splitting the party and there's mini, mini combats, like a mini, um, Mm uh, what's the word? Conflicts, I guess. Or, you know, there's going to be, uh, mixed skill checks of them trying to get through one particular room yeah. with some kind of danger and the other group's doing the same and they're rolling off for it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I kind of just hope it doesn't devolve into just one combat and then, yeah. you know, breaking into the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's also kind of like why Matt ended it quite early. One, because he said he wants them to think of questions for um, mm-hmm. Istani, but also because, you know, I feel like it's going to be a large part of <laughs> this, oh, yeah. the, the next episode, oh, yeah. this heist. Um I hope they get to it. I know we've got the we've got a big cliffhanger. We've got like a excuse me, two weeks before the next episode. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I feel like we'll come back with maybe a longer episode. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely interested uh, to see how that's gonna gonna plan out or pan out rather. Um, but after their little their little meeting, they you know as we said before, they made their way on over to Estani which is Ooh. another huge narrative NPC that has been brought up yeah. as they were one of the last people to see and, and meet with the Loomis twins hmm. before they were yeah. uh, taken out, which means that he very well might have those notes that the Loomis yes. twins had taken from, from the book from yes. the Starlight Conservatory that Imogen yes. was uh, checking out. So... Ooh. Not only do we have, like, a fun little, like, side quest thing with this heist, we also have, you know, like, a driving narrative reason to be here as well with more information on what the hell happened in Zephra and, like, why were the Loomis twins targeted? 
tell. Yeah, because this is this is kind of like two major plot points because it is the assassin attacks. It is um, important for Orem to kind of get this information mm-hmm. and find out about the Loomis twins. But the Loomis twins, as we said, is also connected to Imogen and her backstory and understanding yeah. what's happening to her and this connection to her mother and yeah, like what what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Which means we could be getting another Imogen dream soon. Like if they do procure those missing notes and we get more information on it, uh, yeah. Imogen could be getting another dream pretty soon. The last dream she tried to run towards him. Like I can't wait to see more kind of modification of the acts yeah. in the dream. We haven't had any kind of this episode at least. We didn't have any kind of um, assessment of the stone, the uh, mm-hmm. the fey, fey, the Nile rock. That's what it was. Yeah. The Nile rock. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any more of that, but I wonder if there's going to be any more kind of like uh, investigation into that, or even if like Astani has any thoughts on that. It doesn't seem like that's really in their yeah. purview mm-hmm. study because they're more celestial bodies. Yeah. Um, but who knows? They might have something to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? They seem uh, rather old uh, mm-hmm. and they're filled with books. They're probably rather learned individual. So. Mm-hmm. I can only assume what they might, you know, give to the party in terms of information. Um, but I'm definitely excited because, again, it ties in Imogen stuff. It ties in um, uh, Orem stuff. Orem. But then, like, the side quest that they have with Yvonne ties into, like, Ashton stuff because doing this will help clear yeah. the debt that he has that they have with Gianna. So. And am I wrong in remembering that that werewolf group is in this area as well? Oh, they might be. Is that yeah, like the um, that was up in this region, wasn't it? The, like the, the, the uh, Guma, the the the, the Goyashis or something. Oh, I can't Lordy. remember what they're called. I'm gonna try and see if I can beat Start chat. With a G. chat I have it written down on one of my dozens of papers of notes I have on my desk. Uh, but yes, <laughs> I think they actually might be around here somewhere. I think. So. There is, yeah, then there's also Chetney stuff that they can they can work on while they're out here. There's just there's there's so much potential for Gorgon. more narrative Gorgon. stuff being in, in for more Hamlet. Gorgonai. Oh yeah, the Gor the Gorgonye or something. Gorgonye. Oh no, they're in a Shanador. Oh, okay. Oh, but that's where that's where Dorian's that's where the the Silken Squall is. Yes. That's where Dorian's home is right now the very least he's gone though yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Dorian's gone so yeah we don't gotta worry about that that's um, how, how long is the trip to Iman that's kind of a long trip well it's probably like what maybe a week by by big old skyship yeah that's <laughs> probably true probably yeah. not probably not too long um yeah but then, the, but then we understand that Dorian's going to be in Kaimal because that's where the EXU adventure is going to start. We also don't know, though, I guess, timelines for when this is going to happen. Um, because it's like, you know, yeah. they're arriving Kaimal and the other Crown Keepers are going to be there. So, yeah, we don't we don't know. I kind of I, I like that, though. Like, I, I, I kind of hope that it is, like, around the same time, uh, on the same timeline as... Uh, what like what's happening with yeah. Bell's Hells and stuff? But I like the idea of like yeah. these two different like storylines happening, um, like in con- congruency. It'll be interesting like if it like if something happens in this EXU two parter 
that then could potentially have consequences for the Bell's Hells, you know, down the line. It'd be, uh... It's going to be very interesting to see, like, you know, uh, spoilers for EXU Season 1 if you haven't seen it, mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, Opal turning up if she still has the crown on her head and, like... Yeah! What, yep. what they've been doing for the past a handful of months, um... Because that, yeah. that's like a little bit of, you know, having that on for a while is going to have to have changed you somehow. That's yeah. not something that's just yeah, casually, so. yeah. just casually wear a Betrayer God vestige. Um, uh -huh. Not great. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Lolf, who's all about, you know, manipulation and all that yeah. you know, fun stuff. It's cool. So, yeah, Opal's fine. Opal's fine. Maybe, uh, maybe she turned goth, but besides that, you know, yeah, darkened her color palette a bit, maybe. Um, yeah, I've got. I think I've got to rewatch the last episode of EXU because I kind of for forgot some things that happened. I can't remember what happened with her sister in the end. Oh yeah, uh, mm -hmm. just a few things to recap before next week. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, as Stormy Boy said, we did get some interesting uh, calamity lore mm, in this episode yeah, as well. The, as the the deserts of Marquette used to used to be. A jungle, a flourishing, vibrant jungle, until a betrayer god during the Calamity with just one fell swoop, just boom, wiped mm. all of it away instantly, killing, you know, hundreds of thousands, uh, millions maybe. Uh, and pretty rough we stuff. don't know which betrayer god it was, do I we? I don't think so. It'd be a pretty, uh, you know, a hard hitter in order to wipe out <laughs> that much with just like a... That's so weird. Yes. Jeez. That's a little, that's a little crazy. I'll take a look at some of the betrayer oh, gods to see if any of them says, stick um, out. Oh wait, it says during the calamity, it was destroyed by Gr Grumsh the Ruiner. Ah, that must be from uh, Tadori campaign setting. All right, Grumsh oh. is the orc. There we go. Is that right? Maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's a, he's a massive orc. Dang. Fun. That's yeah, it's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Gotta love the gotta love the calamity. Can't wait for the second one. Oh, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, calamity two, electric boogaloo. It's time. Give it to me. Oh my god. But first, there's, the some, heist. Really, there's some really cool art on the wiki that I hadn't seen before by Ken Davis, and it's oh. a Rathus Spartan fighting Asmodeus and Grumshin Vasselheim. Oh, and it might shit. be the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! I'm gonna say you want to. Yeah, you want to drop it in chat as well. Yeah. Oh. Well, this is just the this is just the um PNG link. <laughs> oh, okay, I gotcha. But it works. This is completely off topic of everything we're doing, but it's just really cool. <laughs> yeah. No. For sure. Um. But yeah, Groomsh. Groom, groomsh? Groomsh. I'm so, sure yeah, that's a different way it. to say it, didn't There we go. Um, yeah, so really, really fun stuff uh, going to be happening within the next couple of episodes. Um, and we'll finally, you know, take a deeper dive into some main narrative stuff with Image yes. Norum, hopefully. That I'm super oh. looking forward to. I want answers. Like, and I don't yeah. necessarily need the whole thing answered. We don't necessarily right. need to know yeah, the just, entire yeah, backstory just, of the Assassin's Guild. You know? Yeah, I just... I'm just hoping we get something and it's not just like, a, oh, well, you need to go speak to what's-his-face in what's yeah. town Like, uh -huh. I'm, I'm hoping we, we get some definitive stuff here. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah. 
Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I, yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, but with all of that being said, is there anything else we want to touch on for episode 18? As we did say before, this is a cliffhanger, kind of, as there is no episode next week. Next week is the two-parter for Exandria Unlimited. And then yeah. the week after, we'll resume, hopefully, with, with the heist. So, is there anything else we want to touch on this episode? <sighs> Don't think I have anything Not else. Really. Oh, did I mention yeah, how uh, in the combat... Um, I really liked how Matt had put things on the battle map for the party yeah, to investigate yeah, after cool. things were over. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. I think it's really, really fun. Um, yeah, the, the mushroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Poison them further. Yeah, it's really good. That, that I also did a, I did a fair cop, too. Like, that was... Yeah. Chetney uh, succeeded on that save and still ended up taking, like, 12 points of damage oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's Pretty awful. nasty. <laughs> um... Oh man, yeah, uh, I like Kaden Dice in chat saying Astani is part of the Cobalt Soul. That's like yeah. yeah, cool. The thing is that there's a lot of like libraries and universities in Marquette. Like we've got, we've already, mm -hmm. we already know about a few different like um, scholarly groups. Um, yeah. But there, there was that suggestion that you know they were a part of this erudite kind of uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. library. I don't know. Brains off. Brains not working right now. Yeah, and and we you did know. have like the theory that Esteros might be trying to get into contact with someone from the Cobalt Soul in Ankarel. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's super interesting. So yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. Um, it would kind of make sense if Estani was maybe. Um, yeah. But they could also just you know be a scholarly individual. Um, we do know there was that one scholar from the Cobalt Soul in Campaign Two that was very interested in the moons. Um, yep. And had all the yep, yep, yep. lore. They were uh, in. Was that the one in Uthadurn? Uthadurn, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they were very. Um, Which is where Chetney's from. Dun dun dun. Mm. Maybe that was his boss that he had a falling out with. <laughs> but Chetney worked for the Cobalt Soul as well. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's all cool. coming together. <laughs> that's, um, that's the Campaign 2 connection there. No, but that'd be cool. I want, yeah, I'm excited for them to actually get some answers, to learn a little bit about the Loomis twins, mm. what kind of weird stuff they had going on, the connection to Imogen, the connection to these assassins. Um, <laughs> we're holding off, Leo. It's okay. We're not getting too deep in the mood more. Yep, I haven't yep. even said it. I haven't even said it this True. episode, all right? I've been holding back. I obviously we have, not mentioned, I we have not mentioned you know who at all. Mm -hmm. This 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 the false, false flag. <laughs> They'll be back. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for that talk. It's true though because Istani is seemingly could possibly give us a ton of information about the Red Moon. Um, yeah, and I'm all for it. Let's mm -hmm. go. Yeah, because even the Call of the Netherdeep. There was a lot of ruinous lore in that, but even then it wasn't like, it didn't give us answers. It just said, right. it does bullshit in the sky and it glows brightly and it's like, yep. oh, fuck, this is, not, this is not what I wanted. I wanted more, please. Yep. Um, yeah, so, you know, one day. Next two weeks. One day, one day. Two, yep. Do we got to wait two weeks and good. then we'll get more red moon lore is what, I, is what I'm hoping for. And maybe some red dreams from Imogen. But. Or the, the storm's now blue in her dreams. Okay. 
everything's been dyed blue. Yeah. It's like just a tint of blue. To Everything is blue. Yeah. That's going to be Imogen's new uh, new theme song. Uh, but <laughs> I suppose with all of that being said, we can go ahead and call this episode a wrap. So as always, thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all so much for hanging out, chatting with us, people who are watching in the live stream, people who are going to be watching this on YouTube or Spotify or Anchor or wherever else this podcast may find itself. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for showing your support. If you're wanting to support us even further, be sure to check out our Twitter at WhatTheSheepPod on Twitter. We post updates on when we're going live. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and shoot us a follow. As always, don't forget yeah. to love each other. Spread the love to everyone you meet, everyone you see. The world needs more love in it, so make sure you're spreading it around. But most importantly, do not forget to love yourself. That is the most important thing you can do. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Drink some water, eat some food, get plenty of rest. I'm proud of you. Thank you for being here. So, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning, day, evening, wherever you may be on this glorious earth. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. I would just like to take a second to give a huge shout out to all of my wonderful Patreon supporters. Thank you to my expositors, Leah, Olivia, Sean, Pseudonym, The DM's Den, and Hannah. Thank you to my archivists, Annika, Daniel, Elliot, Emerson, Melissa, Noel, and John. And thank you to all of my high curators, Adam, Caleb, IMI, Andrea, Dustin, Rin, and Sylvia. Thank you all so very much for showing your support. It truly does mean a lot to me. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Stay awesome, and I'll see you in the next one.